You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Time for Slopescast. And as always, we've got six topics of conversation, plus a few more. And to explain them, we have the awesome Grizzly Cryden. What's, what, are we, uh, what are we going to be chatting about today? So, for this week on the Slopescast, we'll be looking at the fan recreation of the 1997 Space World Ocarina of Time beta. <sighs> and then we welcome a good friend back. Earthworm Jim is now returning to TV screens, and I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Um, Atari uh, releases a new physical games program uh, in with Atari XP. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, rodent apocalypse is coming in the form of rats, and it all starts with them being taught how to play Doom, uh, which is something we'll be discussing at, at arm's length today. It's a real thing. We'll, we'll we'll show it on the on the uh, on the stream, yeah. but uh, we'll explain this. But it's it's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then we also talk about Tommy Tallarico, uh, showing us a deep dive of tank battle on Amico. Not us specifically. Um. We're talking about the tank battle deep dive that was posted on YouTube. And, and then there's been lastly... some new information on the Amico, which has just dropped. We'll surely explain in that part as well. But carry oh, on. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yep, Very yep. exciting. And then uh, we take a look at Multiverses, the Warner Brothers answer to Smash Brothers, which we did shy away from talking about previously because it was rumoured and now it's actually been announced. So, yeah, that's something to talk about. And there's also a few more bits. Yes, absolutely. We're going to be, uh, we'll do a little uh, rally of some of the topics that didn't quite make the top six right at the end there, but I'll give you guys a good roundup on other things that are going on within the world of retro gaming news. But as stated, the first topic of conversation is the one that probably the people are the most excited for. For me, not so much, (laughs) but any fans out there of uh, a little game called Ocarina of Time? Yeah, yeah, there's a few of us. I know there is. You like Um, it, don't you? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I do this purely for me. I, I like putting in the Zelda Ocarina of Time topic in every now and then because I know it just throws oh, yeah. you into a stutter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, this is really cool. Um, so some fans have pulled together like original data from like a development cart of F-Zero of all things. Yeah, the um, demo was in there, wasn't it? Yeah, and then they, they also found um, some demo gameplay from a few ROMs that were leaked as well. And that they kind of just melded it all together into something that's actually playable. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this demo, there's a whole load of new assets. Uh, well, old new assets. Um, you've got the 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 different types of um, the you know the moblin enemies. You've got different effects. You've got different locations entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, spells. 
Uh, it's it's very uh, very cool, and it's the kind of thing that um, you never really think about getting you know re-aired. I mean, certainly Nintendo's not going to be doing something like no, because of it course. represents an unfinished work. But it's the kind of thing that should be included in what is considered you know director's cut releases of games. Could you imagine if this? Oh, new for sure. version of Ocarina of Time got launched and then they it's said it's a perfect right. way for people to rebuy games as well it's the reason I bought the the the, the Disney collection because they added that 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 uh that demo on there of uh, the early version of Aladdin um you know like, I'm sure for people out there like this this is the sort of stuff that Nintendo 100% should add and it, it's not a hard thing to do no definitely not I mean look at these guys they they pulled it together using nothing but scraps of data mm. and it looks great it genuinely looks great and it's um it's going to be very playable very soon in fact it's downloadable as we speak pretty exciting uh, so, stuff yeah i'm looking forward to that i'm hoping that they will do the same for other space world demos because there's a lot of great data uh, details out there a lot of it mm-hmm. pre-rendered specifically the gamecube stuff i mean who doesn't remember the zelda gamecube space world stuff that was in no way like wind waker yeah um, yeah but that that was all pre-rendered demos. I mean, there was even a pre-rendered demo of Metroid at that point, that Donkey Kong racing game that never got materialized. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more stuff like that coming to, you know, some sort of fruition and being able to find it and play it. You know, there must have been early builds of those games after all. Absolutely. Then the thing is, these uh, uh, the, 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 there's no reason for them not to, you know. Uh, it's I understand at the time them, you know, holding back in case, you know, even a generation or possibly even two afterwards, you know, waiting for, you know, in case they want to make something from this. But when it's this far into the future, like, no, they're not going to make anything from this, you know, but I'm more talking about that Donkey Kong game that didn't come out. Like, so it would be in, it'd so be in, in, in Nintendo's uh, uh, favor to, to just release these little experiences. It would take no time at all. And I think it would have been a great way to uh, show off the online service a little bit more as well. Like yeah. if you've got these, uh, you know, like the selection of N64 games, or whatever, but also we're going to be showing the, uh, the, you know, the Space World demo of, of Zelda Ocarina of Time or, or whatever else there was. It'd be a great way to, you know, show some love to the to the uh, uh, to the people that have stuck with you f- since the beginning, um, and uh, it, it's a bit of a no brainer in my eyes. Uh, and especially with things like Zelda, I mean, you release an Ocarina of Time game like the way it was done on the 3DS and stuff like that. People will buy it even if they hadn't played it the first time round. So obviously, there's interest in the history there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's silly not to. It's it's an absolute no brainer. I mean, the there's people out there who just want more. Mm. things to do with ocarina of time yeah and this is a great way to introduce them to the history and the process the help them appreciate you know the measures the decisions that are made in making these games into something else and then also explain why features like slashing while running which seems so rudimentary these days why was that removed um for for your gameplay experience yeah i'm sure Mm. people would love to know give us tell us the story you know what, yeah. Why are you being so secretive? It's not the 90s. There could be a whole museum of this stuff. If there was like some kind of massive museum that, you know, even if it was just one big organization like Nintendo, but they could do a whole museum where they showed off like the, uh, what was it, the 128 Mario demo that they showed off for the GameCube yeah. for 128. Tiny little things like that, which, you know, they're so just pick up and play. Oh, that was that was a fun experience for 10 seconds, but it was something cool and it was a way to show off the history and, and, and the way it shows them as a company evolving into the next generation. Like, oh, it's a shame. It's a shame. But regardless, you know, hey, Nintendo uh, aren't going to do it. 
Someone else will, um, to the best of their abilities. So massive shout out to these guys. And uh, Vitas Varnas, actually in the uh, chat over on YouTube, says that they've also been recreating the uh, Mario 64 beta elements as well. So yeah. that's one that I'm definitely a little bit more interested in. But um, yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing the first time I saw of this kind of effort happening before was like on the Sonic Retro forums when the guys were creating the original parallax scrolling of Sonic 1 and the 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 little welcome sign that should have been there or the the you know the rom ele- the um power up elements like the mm-hmm. snorkel and what have you. Yeah. And it really strikes me as being far more difficult to pull that together for something like The Legend of Zelda which is an N64 game which has got you know, three degrees, uh, three dimensions of movement and all of these additional aspects. So it's great to see how fan or homegrown efforts have come um, to be able to pull these things together. It's great. And it's just a shame because we all know what happens next. The lawyers get involved, the DMCA claims or the, you know, the cease and desist when all this, this should be celebrated. It is, um, I suppose, in their eyes. Uh, if you want to find this, you're going to find it, whether the lawyers get involved or not. Um, you know, the, the, the it's, it's the the hardcore crowd that are interested in this sort of stuff will find it. Um, and you know, yeah. I uh, mean, Ret- Retro Advisory Board over in the chat is saying something really interesting. Mm-hmm. Not that they'll make anything directly from the assets, but they guard unused character level narrative concepts jealously. That has to be part of their brainstorm to new games. And yes. Um, I, I can completely see that they they probably mm. looked back at oh you know the running while running while s- slashing your sword that's something they added to Twilight Princess maybe it was something they they wanted to do but they couldn't implement it fully or they couldn't balance it right so they changed the way the combat worked to make it more slow and methodical maybe they thought it was a bit too advanced for the time yeah because that that was a thing you know zelda was in some ways one of the first 3d games that many people played and um you know to throw them in and this deep you know moving around slashing swords and what have you if they didn't balance that right then it could have put people off 3d gaming you know that's that's mm-hmm. how that was their mentality at the time so it's interesting to see um it, it is interesting to see the kind of decisions made to make games a bit easier and but yeah it's it's a real shame because you know th- these are the kind of things that just inspires more creativity i feel if, if you get that out in the open say this is something we wanted to do there's nothing more receptive than fan feedback if yeah. there's an if there's an element here which tells that says right oh the fans wanted to see these spells being more um more pronounced and more visible in the game why didn't why can't we do that for the next one you know fan feedback is important i mean that's where nintendo is today is because of fan feedback yeah absolutely absolutely i i I don't know why these companies and and i'm not just talking nintendo i'm talking everyone even my beloved sega i don't know why uh they don't show off more of their classic uh, uh, stuff that wasn't released, things that uh, that will literally never get released now. Things that doesn't matter anymore. You know, like it's a way to show off some cool, interesting concepts. Like uh, when PlayStation done it, uh, I think it was on the lead up to four uh, PlayStation four, perhaps they were showing off like them uh, un- unfinished designs for the original PlayStation logo. It was just a cool thing they showed off as like a nice yeah, little concept thing, and that's that was so nice. For them to be able to come back and go, oh, by the way, here's some history. You know, like obviously they were never going to use this stuff. It's just sitting on someone's hard drive, like being forgotten. 
and having that stuff out in the wild is such a cool thing to, to to showcase and if it's a company themselves showing it it's showing that they're a company that um that understand their roots and 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 respect the fans that have been with them since the beginning and uh you know i mean this is zelda you know and yeah uh, that they, they, they should definitely be following uh suit um and if, uh, like i say all com- all game companies should all game companies and uh, i really gone gone it's it's a it's a really odd thing because there's been so much like learnt from previous zelda games as well sorry we keep going off into tangents we almost finished the topic and then we come up we with did. something new but yeah, um, yeah. I remember the Hyrule Historia, uh, which is the the book that came out about Zelda. It's a really good read if you if you get a chance. That's the one where everybody references the official Zelda timeline, even though most people disagree with it. Um, but they they showcase like one of the original ideas for a, you know like GameCube Zelda, I believe, mm-hmm. was to set it in the in the far future, so it's actually sci-fi. Which was a great idea, I feel, and they showed original concept sketches and and what have you. So why is that well known or pushed out to the fore by Nintendo themselves when stuff like this is kept behind wraps? Absolutely. Is it because it's not? I mean, the the concept art is genuinely incomplete. So this should be in the similar vein to that. It really is a double standard, and I hate it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, that's what we would like to see. Uh, we, yeah. we, it would be nice to see. But at the end of the day, uh, like I say, if they're not going to do it, uh, the fans definitely will to the best of their ability. And yeah. um, it's one of those things, you know, like we don't like to promote or say that it was a good thing that, that the Nintendo Giga Leak happened. Um, but if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have this. It's one of those yeah. things that any kind of podcaster or, or news outlet, like, oh, no, like that was really bad that nin- the Nintendo Giga Leak happened. Let's have a look and see what was in there. (laughs) 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 And uh, it's stuff like this. Uh, Some of the textures used um, that found in that Gigaleek were put in here. Um, uh, One of my earlier videos I created this year, the um, what one was it? The Pilot Wings video uh, used assets uh, for the unreleased version of Pilot Wings. uh, And I had to take them from there uh, and put them into the video. And I was able to get the absolute best pixel perfect uh pictures and uh, and animations that i recreated for that video because of the giga league so nintendo don't make us go this far to do this stuff like show it off yourself like be proud of your heritage like you know you're one of the most important game companies in the world if not the most um and uh yeah like show it off show it off yeah absolutely absolutely well look there we go um like I say, Ocarina of Time, I'm one of the uh, uh, few people that don't really care too much for the game. I've said many a times, I've uh, I've tried to play through it a few times, and uh, I've, I've told the story, like I say, many times. But I remember I was going on holiday uh, uh, with my work, and uh, I thought, you know, I've got a 3DS. Now's the time to be chilling by the pool, and we can play this Ocarina of Time game that everyone thinks is so good. So I've got a brand new 3DS, and um, I've got uh, uh, Ocarina of Time 3DS on it. And uh, I remember my friend was there, he said, oh, mate, you're going to have the best time ever, it's the best Best game ever is so good it's so good and it went on and it went on and it went on i'm like my god where's this game coming to an end and i said to him i actually think i've completed it now i um uh he's, he's just uh grown from a boy into into a man and he's like, oh mate you're only about halfway through the game and i was like that's it i'm done i'm done i'm done with this game can't play it no more but uh yeah uh, like I say, there's a lot of hardcore fans out there. I mean, it is one of the most beloved games of all time up there with your, your Half-Life 2s and, and, and your Sonic 2s and stuff like that. So fair play, uh, credit where credit's due. And um, well, now we get to experience what it was kind of like back then when this was shown off at Space World. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Now, something that I am incredibly interested in. Oh, yeah. Once again, boy, oh boy. Once again, the trousers of evil are yanked down by the mocking hands of justice with <laughs> Earthworm Jim. Mate, yes. I am excited for this. So go on, tell us, tell us what are we what are we looking at here? I'm gonna show some uh, video while you explain. Alrighty. So what this looks like is the pitch for a new Earthworm Jim cartoon, but it seems to be very optimistic, as in Interplay have pushed forward and said that this is indeed a thing and it's coming out and i just i'm all here for it so it's got this new cg aesthetic to it which has kind of got like a painterly a mix of between 2d and 3d they've added it reminds me of um was it paper man was it paper boy paper man that that, that that disney animation that was like half drawn half uh cgi and it, it looks like drawings come to life uh so yeah i i'm, I'm all for it but sorry carry on yeah, it's uh, it's it's got a really weird, like, cell, almost cell shaded uh, mm. look to it. They've added a bunch of new characters. So there's like, um, I think in the the first image we saw, there was like four worm type characters in in their different suits, including a new uh woman character. Mm -hmm. And the story, as is pitched, is that Jim is in search of his true home amongst the stars, and it's heavily hinted that. The, the home is earth because he just likes the taste of earth dirt the yep. most. Um, yep. It's a very simple concept <laughs> and it seems to be taking place across various different planets. They mentioned the June planet of Arrakis, uh, mm -hmm. the, the worms of Arrakis in there. I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. I also noticed... In one I mean, of that's the more than just a joke. It's, it's uh, talking about <laughs> up-to-date references. I'm sure it's nothing more than that. Yeah. And then you've got the, um, I noticed in some of the still images of the different characters and landscapes, there's a planet of crows, which heavily hints towards Psycho. I'll, I'll be I very think. upset if the, the original characters aren't in there. Like, bring in new ones. I, I think, you know, there's enough time has passed. You know, I'm okay with them bringing in new characters. But if uh, Queen Slug for a butt isn't in there, if if uh, Professor Monkey for a head's not in there, if Psycho's not in there, uh, Evil the Cat... Uh, oh, am yeah. I missing anyone? Um, Bob the goldfish. Um, yeah, num number four, the the cat that uh, carries around Bob the goldfish. I know. <laughs> yeah. We don't count the the characters like Hench Rat because he was never part of the game. I'd love to see the Frosty the Snowman um, coming oh, from yeah, the game. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they never did that in the cartoon. There's just so much. Uh, Peter Puppy, of course. Oh, of course, of course. You you got to have Peter Puppy. Um, I'm just hoping that they they do follow true to the original format while also introducing a few of its own ideas. I mean, it's been what 30 years since uh, Earthworm Jim was in his heyday on TV. They even mentioned that he did TV in the past in the trailer and that mm -hmm. he was a teenager then. And it's a much more mature uh, thing. It'll mm -hmm. be interesting to see where they take it. I can't wait. I genuinely cannot wait to see where they take this. I, I am really excited for this. Um, Cuphead was my most excited TV show coming out from a video game world. But now it's all about this. I'm well excited for this. Um, yeah. What has happened to Cuphead, actually? We need to look into that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I quite like the style they're going for. It definitely looks like they're trying to go for a bit more of a... Um, a, a, a bit more a bit more adult a bit more like the whole family's gonna enjoy it because obviously the original one was still fun yeah. but it was overly slapstick and i want this to be that that middle ground um i know not everyone liked it but i really enjoyed the bugs bunny and daffy duck show uh when they went um 
uh, a bit more adult with that. I thought that was actually quite cool uh, myself. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And I know they've done the same thing with the Muppets, um, which I didn't watch as much in all honesty. But uh, um, yeah, like, I, I like the way they're going with this. Um, I do hope they... I, I want to see it go from a mix of uh, good adult back and forth uh, talkative humor but then also throw some ridiculous slapstick stuff in there like they showed the picture of him with his uh with his cannon and there's a the, the the clip right now where he's being zoomed up and his eyes go massive and bulbous and i'm like that's what i want i want that tex avery yeah. look about him still um yeah. when it when it needs to come in but i also want it to be a bit more fun and a bit more serious and uh, uh you know that that sort of thing um so it's exciting I, i'm excited for it uh yeah yeah. It's it's I, I tell you what really stands out to me, and I, I feel like this is really getting into it, and this is the proof that I'm really excited for this, is that I love the animation that they've done on Jim as the worm in a suit. You mm-hmm. know, they've actually made it look like he's a worm, you know, who's just disembodied from the, the rest of the like human humanized body. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just details like that. It shows that they're taking some care, putting some attention into it. And, you know, I'm here for that. So Vita just... also said there, Evil Jim uh, from the animated show and the Game Boy Color. I know that was more animated show, but I always forget that he actually was in the game, uh, the uh, Game Boy Color one. Yeah, the game, we, nobody talks about Menace to... Menace there's only, there's to only, games, only two yeah. Earthworm Jim games. There's only two yeah. Earthworm Jim yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. And we don't talk about the uh, the unfortunate 3D one. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's one, two, the HD remake of one, and the special edition of one. They're the only games you need to be ever looking up. Um, the HD one doesn't get as much love as it should. It's a good game, especially if, and no one ever gets the ability to do this. I reckon this probably happens once a year in the world where people play Earthworm Jim HD in four player, all four gyms on the screen at once, which is such an absurd thing. I've only ever done it once. But it was it was a crazy good time, um, and uh, the special edition version for the Mega CD actually had some good. It was like the extended version uh, of the original game. Um, that was good. That was good. Oh, the the, the Sega Saturn version of Earthworm Jim Two had some good music on. Yeah, it had, had any of the versions with the CD soundtrack is just amazing. And then of mm-hmm. course with the Mega CD version of of Jim uh, One, you've got um, you've got you've got the extra level the the Bruti. Uh, Brutey level, which is basically mm. yeah. That is true. That is true. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. They were good games. They were good games. And um, let's hope that one day there'll be a true third game. I know that's being made, uh, yeah. or at least in early stages. So let's hope that lives up to those. Uh, but uh, yeah, for now, or at least someone scrapes together that beta for the PSP version of. Uh, oh, I didn't like the look of that. I remember seeing footage of that, and that was like um, uh, sort of a. Uh, pandemonium 2.5d looking i wasn't feeling it it doesn't need to be pixelated i think we've moved far along enough for it to be like hand-drawn or at least give off that 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 vibe um what i will say is i don't believe and i haven't spoken to tommy about this at all but i don't believe that this will look anything like what the game looks i think they're going to be their own little worlds or universes however you want to put it i don't think uh, the game's going to look anything like this show or vice versa um, except for the fact that they've got the same characters in. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's clear that Interplay are trying to do something different here. Because um, they, um, they they haven't done much with Jim over the years. I mean, the last thing they did was, you know, offer it to the Amico guys to make a new game. Uh, mm-hmm. They had the comic from Douglas, uh, Doug to Napple. Um, and then... Um, the comic was so good. 
the the cartoon series seems to be part of their new uh, push into TV, which leads me to believe that there's going to be more franchises based on interplay properties um, that will be coming out. So I'm thinking the likes of Boogerman might make an <laughs> appearance. Um, I, I, I'd like to think so. Mm. I, I would. Be, I'd, I'd be more happy if he like he gets a cameo in this somehow. I don't think he's got the popularity to run his own thing though. Definitely um, not. Though. Because I remember when they tried to do a Kickstarter, it just like died a death. Like no one cared, um, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, and and the, and the concepts and stuff they led for it. I mean, they didn't show much gameplay, which is always a killer for Kickstarters. But the uh, the concept art and stuff they showed looked utterly fantastic. Like really nice. But what, what other games are there from Interplay that they could? Have? So you've got the likes of Clay Fighter, and um, I, mm. I also remember the Megalopolis Toys, uh, which is a hell of a mouthful to say. They were mm. releasing a bunch of toys based on Clay Fighter and Earthworm Jim due soon. Mm-hmm. Um, they were supposedly done by the end of this year, but it looks like COVID got to that. Um, they've also had the Baldur's Gate franchise, uh, Boogerman, which we mentioned previously, Rock and Roll Racing, um, MDK, of course, uh, anything. See, I'd like all these things, um, but the thing is, I feel like none of them hold the weight that Earthworm Jim does. Yeah, and it's really odd because even Earthworm Jim in this, in this day and age is a bit of an ask. It's it's not like it's not the mega popular franchise he used to be, you know. And even back then, even the nineties, you know, the the cartoon series, the toy franchise, that all of that, it was it was a shot in the dark for for some, you know. Absolutely, Vita says there. Do I think if they retired, uh, oh, sorry, retried uh, the Boogerman Kickstarter, it might succeed? Um. Nah. I mean, yes. I mean, you, I don't know. Like, I feel like any Kickstarter can succeed with the right marketing behind it. Um, it's it would need it would need to show gameplay. It's uh, and, and and it would need to be far along enough for that gameplay to be uh, really quite impressive. Um, I think then it would. But then by that point, I think they would know a lot more about the amount that they would need to get, and I think that that figure would be quite high. Um, and as much as I say, yeah, you, I mean, you could you could essentially kickstart anything if you market it right and you get the right promotion behind it with Facebook ads and what have you. But I think if you put that up against something else like an Earthworm Jim game or something like that, it it, it would fail in, massively in comparison. Again, majorly. like like we were talking Ghostbusters earlier, it was lightning in a bottle. I feel Earthworm mm-hmm. Jim. Uh, it's one of those things that really it was of the time, very much of the nineties. Yeah. Um, it was came out right in between Ren and Stimpy and uh, everything that came after. And really, I am amazed it ever gained the following it did, um, to be fair. because I was not absolutely obsessed. Same, but it's definitely not one of those one of those franchises that would be remembered if it was anything else. Yeah. If it was anything else than Earthworm Jim and the, just the the sheer craziness of everything, you know, essentially falling out of place and then people picking up pieces putting it together yeah it, yeah it really does feel like that lightning in a bottle it's really hard to explain what i mean by that by the way it's just yeah think about it it's not it, it is on the same kind of tone the same kind of you know bandwidth as Boogerman, but this is the one that stuck absolutely absolutely and uh i mean i always felt back in the day i got Boogerman eventually it's a game that i'm not sure i've ever completed uh, everyone knows what the first level looks like. I think it's a bit like Global Gladiators in that sense. Like everyone knows what the beginning of Global Gladiators look like. But I don't know if many people out there have ever completed the game. Uh, and I think it's the same with Boogerman. It's 
not the worst designed character. Um, I mean, my son uh, has played it on the Evercade, and he, he thinks it's quite funny. But for me, I always felt like there's a game trying to be Boogum, uh, trying to be Earthworm Jim. Yeah, and I remember thinking that at the time. Um, it's like you know when Mortal Kombat came out, and a lot of games came out after it that was trying to do that, that 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 same style. Like, they're just trying to be Mortal Kombat, and when you get that, it's very hard to to break away from the OG, the original, the the ones that started it all. And I feel like Earthworm Jim. Um, like you say, they, they they bought that that crazy Ren and Stimpy mentality to the gaming space. Uh, yeah, and no one really did it better, uh, at least back then. So. It was better because it had limitations. I feel, but we're talking mm-hmm. real, real deep into the Mega Drive thing now. Um, yeah, because those those cartridges should never have been able to do that amount of frames of animation. No, <laughs> There's no. no way. If it wasn't for you know the sheer mastery of Dave Perry, his team. Um, and the animation oh, to the imagine animation guys you would not have been able to do that uh with with the majority of teams on the mega drive or super nintendo i'll, I'll, I'll wager that jeff matic said he completed global Gladiators. well i stand corrected we've got an absolute legend in the house that has completed it <laughs> someone had to someone Absolutely. had to there we yeah. go there we go so that's a cool one I- i'm excited for that and i've paused it on this screen here for people that are listening and not watching um yes this so- i believe is what you're seeing this is the psycho world it's just a picture it's just concept art of jim shooting his cannon uh mental amounts of uh bullets coming out of it but lots of psycho characters running towards him as well like i say it won't look like this because this is literally hand-drawn uh concept art definitely um but it looks beautiful I love the fact that that, that's classic Jim, his original suit, the red gun. um, And you also see that the the original red gun and the, have you noticed the one he flips around in the trailer um, is exactly the same one as in the animation in the game. You know, the the whammy game. uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the smaller one with the bigger blast. Yeah. I just love that. They've done a good job, I feel. And this is just the trailer. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it looks very concept like. Um, um, bring it on, please. I'm well up for this. I am well up for this. <laughs> and um, uh, toy line, please. I'll, oh, I'll buy them. I'll buy them. Oh, I almost, I almost want to say, don't do it because, geez, yeah, I probably will buy them too. <laughs> this is this is going to help the amigo. This may help him. This may help him. Right. Okay. So there we go. You got a new Earthworm Jim stuff. And uh, up next, we're going to be chatting about the Atari. Atari XP, which is a new line of collectible game cartridges coming yes. out for the original uh, Atari 2600, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, and, and also for modern consoles, I believe. Uh, they, they, they seem to be like gearing towards that in the new about page. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well... I mean, I, 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 do you care about these new free games for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred? Um, I feel like there's some sort of significance uh, from these because uh, some of these games are either previously unreleased or they are ones that which were incredibly rare to purchase before. Um, Yars Return being one of the games which is incredibly difficult to find, um, mm-hmm. considered a Stone Cold classic. But what I don't care for is the price because yeah asking 50 hard-earned dollars to access the standard atari cart now i understand physical goods in this day and age are you know you know more expensive than the digital good 
but $50 for an Atari 2600 cartridge. Kind of smart. And then when you're talking about the limited edition at $150, it gets even crazy. But go ahead. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) it's the top end of what I'd want to pay. If these were Mega Drive games, which are a lot lot cheaper to make, you know, of unreleased Mega Drive games by some Sega-related company, then I'd probably buy them. I don't think $50 is too ridiculous i think it's like i say definitely at the top of what i'd want to pay um i mean i've done it already with you know i think well, well how much was undercover cop for the super nintendo i think that wasn't too far off this price um yeah, yeah there's a couple of like that you know so i kind of see that but yes i 100 percent agree i mean they don't really even correctly show what's inside the 150 dollars box uh for the yars return limited edition and it's the same with you know saboteur and uh aquaventure uh they're the free games um, but inside the limited edition, uh, you've got uh, so limited edition includes a newly manufactured high quality Atari twenty six hundred cartridge made from special plastics, uh, eleven uh, by seventeen premium cardstock gloss Aquarius uh, uh, quarter fold poster. Crap. I'm guessing um, that's, that's some sort of like special. Exactly. Effect, yeah. It's like when the record uh, when I'm into my video game vinyls, but when they release a vinyl. Uh, um, uh, 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 a new vinyl one it'll be like you know you can get it on black you can get it on a standard color or blood ox red is that like, okay <laughs> can you just say yeah. red please or dark red you know um an extended instruction manual with bonus materials i mean that should technically be in the 50 dollar one uh, a hard and animal collectible pin with black nickel plating again that should probably be in the 50 dollar one uh polyester blend twill woven uh woven embroidered collectible patch that does have some significance because obviously with the atari 2600 before the days of achievement hunting you would actually if you got a high score you would send in proof that you'd done that and they'd actually send you back a patch so i think that's cool that they added that is normally a massive gimmick if any other limited run type company had a patch in it's like really a patch but it does work with atari um yeah. it's still low-end stuff but they should definitely add more but yeah we're yeah, getting to the it, bottom of the, the list the enamel collectible pin that was kind of like a throwback to the links days as well you yeah yeah, yeah. Day, at least you get the little enamel pin that's in true, that's box. true. Um, a certificate of authenticity, uh, which is crap, and a digital copy of the game playable on the Atari VCS. Only 1,983 copies. I'm assuming that's when the game was supposed to come out. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's that. Now, even $150 is technically, people are going to buy it, but they should be adding a lot more in there. Yeah. Because everything they've added is all low-end stuff. As much as, you know, it's, it's relevant to Atari, I'm not saying that stuff in there is bad. Um, they, 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 this is all stuff that... It doesn't matter the fact that it costs pennies. It's the, the, these all tiny little trinkety items. At least with... I know people are not the biggest fans of Limited Run all the time, but at least when Limited Run do stuff, for the most part, they really go all out and do some really yeah. extravagant stuff when they add their stuff into their collector's pieces for people like myself i remember as a good example actually i think they had three versions of lumines uh whatever the version was called on the switch lumines remastered whatever and uh they had a standard copy for you know x amount of money 30 40 dollars whatever uh then they had an 80 or 91 which came which is the one i bought which actually came with a vinyl soundtrack which is perfect because it's all about music that game but then they also had one that was around about this price which actually the massive box which is the size of a 12 inch vinyl actually had light up squares the same as the game it works that's 
what yeah. you should be expecting at that level when you're paying this sort of price. Um, yeah, and uh, I just yeah. I've just sent you a link, uh, Dan, just uh, okay. just in the Discord chat. But um, if anybody remembers when Streets of Rage Four uh, was getting its like twentieth different edition, which Dan definitely purchased, it's Streets <laughs> of Rage Four. Um, yep. Let me just po point out uh, what was given away in the merge version, which is the Streets of Rage Signature Edition. Oh yeah, uh, I've, got that. I've got it behind me actually. I can probably yep. get that out. Which involves the game keyring five enamel pin badges mm -hmm. and art, a numbered art card digital soundtrack all very good tangible items if you like yeah. that kind of thing and it also included axel's blue headband which he didn't wear in the game um no. <laughs> because it's got streets of rage 4 logo on it that was a weird it? thing to add it was it was quite funny yeah. to add in there but it was yeah it was weird yeah. It's like, but he doesn't but, wear it i mean it'd make more sense if they gave away his gloves you know <laughs> you know yeah. but the fact that everything in bare knuckle games everyone on the bare knuckle uh, cover doesn't have bare knuckles because they've all got bracelets or a glove or something um but the key but, uh, difference yeah this was 45 pounds and it's mm -hmm. still available to buy today by the way if you're a fan of streets of rage 4 um yeah. That's a big difference from $150, I think. And uh, you're getting the same level of tangible goodies. Yeah. Um, they don't really show off what's in there either. I mean, they explain what's in there, but they don't show it off. It's quite bad. And then you've just got a really standard, rubbishy-looking GIF that shows the gameplay. Yeah, which is an Atari 2600 game, which, let's just face it, doesn't really light up the world in terms of graphical capability or gameplay. It's as rudimentary as an Osari twenty six hundred. Yeah, it's it's hard to hate on that sort of thing, isn't it? Because I mean, yeah, I, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, these these are you know, there's no taking away. Atari are one of the most important video game companies when looking back retrospectively. Uh, you know, for the, for the right and wrong reasons, their 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 place in gaming history is super super important, and the Atari Twenty Six Hundred isn't a super important console. But for anyone out there that ever buys um, uh, a, a collection of, of of Atari games, you got them. They bring them out every single generation. <laughs> I think I think the PlayStation Four had a Pro that enhanced with the PlayStation Pro. Like really, Atari Twenty Six Hundred games? What are you talking about? But um. <laughs> Uh, you get these games, it's like, I'm, I'm kind of done with playing of them. You know, like, they're, they're fantastic for what they were. And, and you know, as, as a historian, they're cool to look at, but you don't really want to play them too much. <laughs> I'm sure there's people yeah. out there that, you know, uh, uh, disagree. And, um, you know, <laughs> I don't yeah. really know where to go with this. It's the, like, who the, wants what, this stuff? What, finds it in what I find interesting about it is that every time there's a new trend of some description, Atari mm. is right there next to it. Um, if, whether that be the NFTs, the cryptocurrency market with the Atari token, whether that be, you know, game publishing back in the late 2000s when everybody was doing it, everyone was mm. becoming a bit of a, a Sega. And now they've looked at limited run and went, you know what, we could do that. That's uh make a physical game that's going to be playable on the Atari VCS, which happens to be another Android box, which everybody's doing now. You know, it's... Yeah. They, they seem to be just chasing whatever market they can and uh, not putting the effort in to realise why um, these markets are that popular. I think it's it comes out, if this $149 version of all three of these games was the $50 version, we'd be saying, fair play. Yeah. You know, it's all right. 
it's um again it's still at the top end of what i'd want to pay <laughs> for this sort of stuff and i'm not going to pay for it because i don't really have much of an affinity or, or, or love for the uh Toyota 600 outside of a, a historic point of view um yeah there's yeah. no denying that atari is one of those things which is <clears throat> considered like the granddaddy of video games as we um and also everything that's bad about video games you know as we know it is the the, the granddaddy of that but yeah yeah um, the rest of the they, video game world learned from their mistakes and uh, learned from their successes as well. Yeah, um, you know, that's for um, sure. And it's, but th- this is just not the way, best way to experience it. I feel. I mean, Atari yeah. games can fit on. You know, if data was, you know, had like a unit of measurement, it would be barely fit on the five pence piece. You know, mm-hmm. it's just so so small and somewhat insignificant now um it's really difficult to try and justify these kind of prices something which is purely nostalgia based yeah yeah it's a shame it's a shame but hey that's the thing and uh i'm guessing we'll be seeing more um mm. it's uh great I'd money like maker to... for atari um, i hope i hope it does well for him i hope the atari fans enjoy this and get something out of it if they want it but yeah it's not... there we go there we go now, I'm going to let you run with this one because this is absolutely bonkers, our next topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to play the footage and uh, I'm going to let you explain through it. But before I do, let's give some massive shout-outs here quickly uh, to the Southern King for following Scott's Game Asylum. Amazing quality guy. Been around since the beginning. Scott's Game Asylum, who's just subscribed with Prime, which you can too if you uh, uh, Amazon Prime account. Vike Echo, who's cheered several amounts of times. I think... He definitely weren't interested in Atari. He got bored. He started uh, gifting people subs and <laughs> dropping bits all over the place. So that's how you Atari do it. For that. That's how you that's do how it. You that's how you do it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> cheers for that, mate. And um, yeah, let's move on to this topic here. Uh, all about a rat. Go on, go for it. Yes, there's a rat in my kitchen. What am I going to do? Um, so yeah, two aptly named rats named Carmack and Romero are being taught how to play Doom. Um, and then I'm not entirely sure why. I'm not sure if this is the beginning of some sort of furry apocalypse, but uh, you know, this is generally how these things go. Um, so the idea is there's no real reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> there is no uh, idea. It's just that this is a thing that's happening. Yeah, and uh, the, the rats have been taught how to walk down a corridor that's been rendered in the Doom 2 engine and also to uh, d- destroy an imp that gets in their way. And it's one of those things where it's like really early stage, you can tell, but it's it's really like it's also kind of advanced at the same time because the rats running around on what is the equivalent of a giant beach ball, um, yeah. which controls the game movement forward wise. And then the rat is encouraged to uh, to continue doing so and shooting the imp that gets in the way with just a simple drip of sugary water. Um not much else to say. It's just one of those really, really strange things. Um, they know how to un- they know how to traverse the corridor, but they lack the understanding of everything else um, so far. And he, I think the creator has even said he doesn't know where he's going to go with this. Really, he just wants to see whether it can be done. And yeah, it can be done because we're looking at it right. I'm I'm not <laughs> entirely convinced this rat is playing Doom. I've got to say. Uh, so again, for people that are listening, for people that are not watching, all we're looking at on the screen is a mouse uh, uh, looking directly at a, a, a PC screen. It's like literally right in front of its face. 
It's being held on top of a ball, and when the mouse runs forward, the character in Doom, Doom Guy, runs forward. Um, yeah. And eventually, uh, because right in front of the the, 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 the the mouse is a little tube where they can drink some sugary water. I yeah. really don't... <laughs> yeah. I don't it's early know. Stage. It's early stages yet, you know. The, well, I, 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 like you I said, I don't think there's anything there. else to do with that. I think it's just more a fact of like, <laughs> I don't know, like, hey, look, my dog's playing on a PlayStation because he's sat on the controller. Like, I, 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 oh no, it's clearly, it's clearly controlling it. It's just a, it's just a forward corridor, isn't it? Yeah, you can see, you can see, kind of see how it works, right? So, the well, okay, okay, is... the same thing. If I put, if I put the, the Doom game in front of a treadmill and got my dog to run on the treadmill, it doesn't mean he's no, playing; it's it. he's just running same. forward. It's not the same. So the rat knows because it's not being dispensed that sugary goodness of water. Um, it needs to run forward to be encouraged to to get that reward. So that's how it's playing it. It's. It's not because it's like seeing what's in the game and it not doesn't recognize that it needs to, you know, play the game or it needs to go left or right or anything like that. It just recognizes that, hang on, I'm not being rewarded. And to get rewarded, I need to walk forward. That's what it understands. Yeah, it's, it's not. They're not teaching it to play Doom in the slightest. It's, yeah. just, a, it's just another way of. Uh, uh, and also, it's not even Doom. <laughs> It's not yeah. even Doom. It's just a corridor that goes forward and nothing else. But um, it's yeah. a great visual, though. That's yeah. for sure. I think that's all it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Nothing's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny that it exists. It's nothing but a good thing. I'll go as far as saying that. Way it's... to way to debunk the rat video. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to you know to 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 wheel over your your excitement, guys. But this rat isn't playing Doom, okay? It's running forward, and funnily enough, the guy who made this has set it up so that the only thing you can do is run forward. Yeah, there you go, there you go. It, it, it's I do do though. I, I will say is I do love it when stuff like this happens. It reminds me I've got a friend. Um, I don't see him as much anymore. Actually, I, I really should keep. Get, back in contact got a good old friend of our tv show back in the day actually uh he 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 was i remember so, so many little weird things he made he would make a uh all these all these leds in a picture frame that when you look at it it just looked like a frame with black in the middle you couldn't really see it but basically what would happen is the time you know 13 46 whatever the time time is and then one by one the piece of video games i remember he put um sound ads in a pair of shoes or a pair of trainers so every time you you took a you know from mario it's, it's stupidly cool things to do um but pointless things to do and uh, that's why i always appreciate seeing this sort of stuff but no sorry guys this rat is not playing doom <laughs> you sound thoroughly disappointed by that i wanted a rat that plays doom damn it yeah, i'm literally expecting like you know like splinter <laughs> from the uh turtles there <laughs> with a massive joystick in front of him kicking off but uh yeah yeah, yeah. that's not what we got here that's what we got it, it, it's it's absolutely so stupidly bizarre that this thing's real though it's stan smelt a rat it, it just goes to show, like, where else can they take this? And and it won't. It'll only be a week or two before we explain what that thing is, because every couple of weeks we go and they've managed to put Doom on this. They've managed to do Doom with this or whatever else. So keep them coming, keep them coming, because this is so so brilliant. This is so brilliant. Good stuff. Stupid stuff, but good stuff. Yeah. Now, right. 
Let's chat about this bad boy. So we've got two things to be chatting about here because um, a, a part of uh, this conversation came in, uh, a part of this topic, sorry, came in uh, just before we went live. So Tommy mm -hmm. Tallarico um, of Intellivision posted up in the Facebook Intellivision group what game people would like to see a deep dive of um, uh, as a poll. Uh, at the top of the list was Battle Tanks. So... This is what we got to see. We get to see uh, the updated version of Battle Tanks for um, the upcoming Amico system. Uh, originally part of a free uh, uh, cart free game cartridge collection, uh, but now as its own game. And here it is. It's essentially exactly what you imagine. If you, I, I suppose, more people out there, if you're into Atari, would know it as combat. Is it actually a top-down view? Um, one tank's over on one side that's blue, and other tanks over the other side that's red, and you basically just try and shoot each other um, with very awkward controls. But that's kind of the charm of the game. Um, yeah, and it's been modernized for 2020. Uh, I'm going to say two. Yeah, it's, it's coming out next year, I reckon. <laughs> 2022. But um. Yeah, so firstly, before we talk about some of the weirdness that came around with this, uh, let's talk about uh, what we actually think of it. I'm going to sit up on me way too relaxed. What do you think of it? Uh, hmm. Well, I've got to say, not overtly convinced, but it's exactly the kind of thing I expect from the Amico in terms yeah. of, like, it's a very simple, it's a rudimentary game, and the concept is about looking it's a it's weird you know it's really weird talking about the amico after everything that's happened over the past couple of weeks but yeah know. absolutely um, absolutely if they are playing their cards right what i will yeah. say is if they're playing their cards right they will uh continue to drip feed this information now until it's released yeah yeah and, that, um, that, that would be the best way they could get they could go absolutely about absolutely yeah. but yeah this game itself i mean at the moment they're showing all the different achievements and things that you can get for that so i mean there's obviously uh you know free rank stars per stage there's several hundred stages perhaps i can't remember if he said that but i believe he said that uh there's several arenas that you can choose from several different tanks that you can choose from there's the most um, there's there's pretty much everything you can do besides online gameplay, which I don't think the Amico is going to have anyway. Um, that you can do with this type of game. Uh, the game was always basic, and uh, in all honesty, in, in in the year 2021 or 2022, by the time it comes out, it's still basic. Yeah. Um, what I will say is, uh, when the first thing that, that that stood out to me instantly was the fact that the it, it, it's quite strange. So again, for people that are listening and not watching, I'll try and explain it. But the the, the tanks seem to move at a slower frame rate than the yeah. bullets themselves. And mm. at first, I was like, "That's quite jarring." Um, I mean, it's not going to change up the gameplay because you know these these tanks move really slow. That they, they, they've got tank controls, of course, so it makes sense. But then I also think, "Oh, maybe it's the the the, the judgy shakiness of." you know the tank themselves but then i'm thinking am i just making up excuses like i don't know it does like i i, I can't really expect more from this <laughs> you know yeah I mean? it's 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 difficult right because i you know I, I was looking at when when we were putting the topics together i was looking at like a um a nintendo switch game uh which is also called tank battle uh, i think it's called tank battle heroes or something along those lines interesting i'll try and find um, footage but carry on yeah, and that's that's got like a really basic outlook to it, but it's not the same level as of basic as this. I mean, you had like your proper 3D models, whereas this 
looks like 2D assets essentially as layers on top of each other, which fo- which fits that original Intellivision look and feel. So you could argue in some small way that this is a stylistic choice, although it is becoming a bit harder to um, not quite... I don't think that's the one. Tank Battle Heroes, is, it's called. This is essentially the same game, isn't it? It is, and you can see there's a stylistic choice happening there. That's... You know that, that that looks really cool. Uh, that's the kind of thing I would have expected. You know, if we, now if my my issue here is what I said to Tommy in the interview. I said like, you know, these games may be good for what they are, but they're not games on their own. This yeah. is part of We Play. Um, yeah. No one, no one was going. Oh my god, Tank was crap because it didn't matter because We Play. <clears throat> not only was it a budget title, which to be fair is also going to be the Amico game. But it also included several other games on the on the uh, disc as well. I think there was like a Pong game on there. I remember I got it. It was like one of the first things I got so I can get an extra nunch- uh, 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 controller. I believe that's uh, how yeah. they sold it. But, um, you know, like uh, th- there's no denying that the Amico version looks better. But it is also, what, 15, 20 years later now? Um, yeah. Uh, even from that. <laughs> you know? uh, it's it's very clearly designed to be like it's it's not about the the, the games the the game necessarily the quality it's about bringing people together to play it and yeah you know if if the amico is all that you have and I don't know if that's going to be the scenario for most people I got to admit um it's it still looks like it could be a lot of fun if you can look past pretty much everything about it you know graphically and audio wise. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, this is going to be fun because it's going to be exactly what it says on the tin. I think there's yeah. no more more of a perfect example of that. Um, if you've got a load of guys around drinking some beers, hanging out, this is going to be a good time. I don't think it's going to be something you play all night, but it'll be something to, to chuck on. It is definitely something uh, to give Miko uh, the whole Intellivision ethos its due. It's something that Every single person that has one of these controllers, if you've got four people around, you know, like your nan and your your, your dad and your mum has never played games before, we'll have a good enough time with this. And it'll be a game that everyone can play together at a pretty uh, level playing field, I would say, probably. Um, I Yeah, it, uh, it, it, it's, it's in the middle for me. Like, I'm, I'm probably going to get it, but yeah, it's I mean, not. If, if you get an Amico, then... This this definitely looks like it's going to be one of the ones on on most lists because it it looks like a a proper game to play together and you know I'm ragging on it but one of my favourite multiplayer games full time is Atari Warlord nobody can argue and say that that game is a graphical powerhouse or anything that looks like it's got a great frame rate or anything like that but Atari Warlord great one of the best multiplayer games if you've never played it look it up. Give it a try yourself because you can find out pretty much anything that's got a hard drive in it. Um, it's well worth giving a go. And I believe that's one of the Amico uh, games that's coming up is uh, a form of Warlords, isn't it? That's essentially a four-way breakout clone, but it's competitive. I hope I'm not too late there. So I just flipped back over to TikTok. Olid uh, Trollio. Olid Trollio. I think I've got your name right there. What is this game? So this is Battle Tank. This is the next. Um, or one of the upcoming Amico games for um, Tommy Tallarico's uh, Intellivision Amico system. It's a game that it looks interesting. Um, primarily, I, I, I want to I want to play it with the controller. I, that's something that I'm really interested in. Yes, see how, how it works with the controller. That's what makes or break it. Yeah, that what makes mm. or, makes or break it. If it's if it's a game that plays well on that controller, it, it feels intuitive to play. 
um, then I can look past everything else because it's about the gameplay at that point. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. gameplay looks fine. I mean, it's a tank battle game. How can you get that wrong? And the way I see it is I always refer back to um, the the uh, Nintendo Land game. This looks just like a Nintendo Land game. Um, and it's got just enough in it as well with all, with the you know the amount of challenges you're going to be have to do and there's going to be good multiplayer and stuff like that to be one of those Nintendo Land games. But that's the thing, one of those Nintendo Land games, the game that come with twelve, I think. Yeah. Ooh, so I got to say, if that's one to one motion between the controller and the screen, not seeing the most responsive action. Yeah, a lot Maybe. of people have brought that up. I mean, the response is uh, that the uh, you know it's a tank; it's not going to flick like the way like Zuma plays on the 360. You know, where you just move whatever angle you want the analog to go. And the the the, the do you remember Zuma? The the, the frog shooting the balls. Um, yeah. Yeah. It would instantly move that way wherever you point. Where this, like, if you move the other way, it's going to take time to to move the actual uh, the, the the cannon round, whatever the, the name of that is. Um, see, we'll see. I, I know one of the things people are bringing up about this is it's going to it plays so uniquely with the controller, and I don't understand how that is. Uh, I mean, it would be nice with the whole spinny disc, but how would that not be? How would that be different than spinning an analog for this particular game? At least I'm sure the the Amico controller is well, going to be more unique. I would imagine it would be a bit like the paddle controller that you would find on the Atari uh, thing, where it's very clearly different than spinning a a, a, a sticker um, mm-hmm. because it's got more of that rotational motion. You get a bit more response. It should be more responsive. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just got a different input feel, doesn't it? A different game feel, and that's important. So yeah. I'd be interested to see whether it can be, you know, can feel good. I really need to like actually hold controllers. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Everyone needs to be able to experience this thing. I remember when the Wii first was was announced. I was like, "What is that? That looks awful. That will never ever take that off." Her. Hand down. Listen to me now. This will not be the future, and it definitely was the future for quite some time. You know, but it's because you know we couldn't we couldn't experience it. We couldn't we couldn't uh, uh, try it. But then when you did, you're like. Whoa! I get this. I get this. Yeah. Um. So let's uh, hope uh, we, we we get this uh, when we actually get to play this. Uh, be in, it'll be really interesting. Really interesting. Now, which maybe in the near future. Hopefully. Right hopefully, because uh, an email uh, got sent through to um, people that backed the system um, that have put down deposits, like myself. And um, yeah, it came in, and this was it. So it obviously showed off. Go and check out the uh, the, the deep play, uh, the, the deep dive. Sorry, they call it of this uh, this uh, uh, tank battle game. But also, it says saving the best news till last. The entire team at Intellivision is excited to announce that we've completed our pre-production and started our formal production of Amico consoles. We are focusing on our initial launch units. The will ship to our first customers as soon as possible. We hope to have more accurate shipping information by the end of the year. Uh, now, in my interview with Tommy, he did say that it would be um, uh, Q1 2022. I still think that's going to be very uh, a very optimistic um, uh, timeline. But hey, I've got no uh, no reason to b- to believe otherwise at this point in time. We'll just have to see what's being said. But the fact that it is officially in production is a good thing. Um, and there's every chance that the founders at least will be able to get theirs um, potentially within that time frame, unless unless I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not 100% up on production sort of stuff. I know that's more your bag. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, you've got like lead times to consider. I mean, I wouldn't expect a console production cycle to be any less than 60 days, 60 to 90 days. And if that's the case, then... But when you say that, do you mean like 60 to 90 days for the... Uh, you know, whoever puts in this uh, order said, I want a million consoles. It's obviously going to be a million, but it's out. I want a million consoles. And they'll say, okay, 60 to 90 days. Is that what you mean? For six, for that amount to be yeah, made so in 60 to 90? But can't someone just go along and say, wicked, we got the first 1,000. I'm going to take those and send them off to founders like a week down the line? No, no, it's not, it's, it's not like that. So it takes 60 to 90 days. You've got um, very, uh, you've you got, it depends on the critical path, right? So if they've already got packaging already signed off, if they've already got manuals, if they've got everything else signed off other than the console, it's a lot quicker. You're looking at about 45 days. But even then, that's not this year. Um, you've no, got no, things no, it's not happening this year. That that involves buying in raw material. That involves buying uh, to assembling that raw material, getting it molded, getting it all into place. And then you've got the actual creation of the production life cycle. It's only up until the say the last week of that 45 to 60 days that the console is actually made. It's not done. Um, it's not done in batches unless there's a lot or a lot on order. You're you're looking at most most of the consoles being assembled within the same time frame. Right. Um, but that's that's that that's with my with my view on on manufacturing. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't expect these to be ready before Christmas, or you know, in customers' hands, unless they already have like a batch near to completion. And there right, is right. there there was talks of that because apparently there was some uh, certification passes as well, which would be from production stock to a certain degree. So maybe they already have some made. Interesting. Interesting. It's it's uh interesting mm. there's there's more to this by the way um which i won't get too much into because a lot of this is things that people have picked up but no one knows if it's the right or wrong thing when this when this trailer first went up it was i need to make sure i'm getting it right way around so i said amico deep dive in television bank uh sorry battle tank yeah i started getting shared around people started talking about it but then when you go and click on the link it was gone so what and then it was re-uploaded several hours later Amico Deep Dive in Television Tank Battle, full name to be TBD. So let me just minimize the screen. You'll see there. It says full name to be determined. Now, that's obviously due to a uh, an issue with the name. Um, you know, th th that's something that they can change <clears throat> quite late into development, considering this isn't going to be a game that's coming out physically, from what I tell. I mean, maybe it will. We'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah, there was obviously an issue there behind the scenes. Now, that's one thing. Now, that was something that I, I think a lot of the people that, that, that really like to follow up on all this Amico stuff, <coughs> excuse me, um, wasn't expecting to be the reason the video got taken down because originally people started picking up about the fact that a lot of the artwork found in, if I go a bit forward, uh, come on, come on, on the title screen at the very least, we can show it in the background. Uh, is the same as what's being seen on um, uh, on on other games. Uh, I believe it was a World of Tanks game, um, and some of the actual images of the tanks themselves were taken from other places. Now, that that is one hundred percent true. These these tanks are not things that people at Intellivision themselves have drawn and digitally uh, done themselves. They've actually got these pictures from elsewhere now obviously people are jumping on the fact they've stolen these images stolen these images but right now there's no proof of any of this we need to actually find out that uh, that ourselves um 
as as and time moves on because uh, you know these are very much likely just images that you're able to purchase and put in the game there's no reason yeah. to believe that this didn't happen um and uh yeah that's why i'm not going to report on the fact that this is stolen stuff because no one knows go on and and i've got no reason to believe that that is the case at all <laughs> um, yeah there's, there's stock imagery for a reason you know you can use exactly it for all purposes as long as you pay the licensing fees and i'm sure yeah. they have exactly exactly it's very easy to do an image reverse search and i'm sure that's how these images were found but uh yeah the the, the real reason the video was taken down from what we can tell i don't think anything's really been discussed but the fact that the title of the video itself has changed from battle tank to tank battle with final name tbd um i think that pretty much just tells us that there was obviously something that happened behind the scenes and the name of this game really isn't going to be the biggest deal. I mean, it's a shame it wasn't called Battle Tank because that's what it was originally called on the Intellivision, but I don't think really anyone cares if I'm honest. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, and uh, finally, that is one final thing you've got to take into account with this. Um, if this isn't a game uh, that you can buy physically, um, then it's probably going to be a £5 game. And if it is a £5 game, it's a more than worthy £5 game. You can't really complain if it's a £5 game. I suppose if it's on the top end of the stuff where it's close to 10 or 15, I think that's the most they're going to pay. That's where it's a bit more like, I don't know if I'd pay that for this. I don't know about you. Mm, yeah. I'm not, not overly overtly convinced. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Let's see what the next deep dive is and hopefully it won't take too long and hopefully there'll be some more news very soon. Of course, keep it here on Slopes Cast. We'll keep you posted as and when. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. i just remember what the this topic is Woo! this isn't necessarily new news but um uh it was obviously leaked uh quite some time ago multiverses the warner brothers smash brothers game yeah um, so, so some of this yeah. would be almost old news because the the thing is about the slope cast is that we don't like to comment on rumor. We did that once uh, with the Switch Pro stuff because it was just becoming deafening. Everyone was talking about the Switch Pro. And we kind of wanted to give our own little spin on it and just say, look, you know, we don't believe it's actually going to be a thing. Or if it is going to be a thing, it's probably not what you think it is. And we were right. I, feel, I like to think we were vindicated by that. Um, yeah. Whereas Multiverses seems a bit more of a, a safer bet because let's just face it everyone was doing the smash brothers concept i mean we just saw that nickelodeon one yeah. um and it was only a matter of time until warner brothers got their got their mitts on it i mean they already done the cartoon network smack uh punch punch time xl yeah. um yeah so yeah it's it's one of those things you kind of expect it to happen um and to be honest it looks a bit rubbish <laughs> it does um, it does yeah it's it's a character platform fighting game, um, and the only like relatively new assets that I can think of are going to be like the Aria from Game of Thrones, because of course it's never been done in that twee, um, twee yeah. art style before. Uh, and I, yeah, there's no denying that there are some iconic characters in this. I mean, you got Tom and Jerry for crying. Yeah, out. you got there's but there's Batman in there. Is Superman in it? Yeah, Superman's in there. Yeah, uh, Bugs Bunny. Finn. Uh, it's a free-to-play character fighter, so that you know that each of these characters is probably going to cost you an arm and a leg, probably three ninety-nine each. It sounds about right for uh, this kind of. It's thing. ridiculous, isn't it? Because like, if if it was only three ninety-nine, you wouldn't, you know, even if you buy five characters, that's still cheaper than buying Smash Brothers. But you just, why would they do that? 
Yeah. Would it be and great if they gave you the option? You know? They, they did caved... this, but then also did Yeah. That. They caved into the memes as well. Like the whole Shaggy doing the whole Dragon Ball Z thing. That was a joke uh, raised about two years ago, I think, for Mortal Kombat oh, DLC. Right. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, why? Why this game? Why is this a thing? Well, we I all know. I, you know what? Why. As much as I, as much as I, uh, it, it, I, if they do it as a free-to-play model where you only pay three pound or up to up to a fiver at most, like really at most for yeah. these characters, then it's not going to be the end of the world, and that is it. But but you know that's not where they're going to stop. They're going to be pay- charging you for all of the different customizations. They're going to charge you for uh, being able to actually beef up your characters and stuff like that. If they, if if um, probably when they go down that route, that's going to be where it's going to get disgusting. It's yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I at the same time, as much as I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to buy this at all. But I am very interested to see what they do to it. What yeah. they do to it. If this is a, a success, which I hope it is. I hope it is. I, I just really want to see um, uh, the extra characters they throw in there because it's going to be so... Get Tim and Eric in there, which would be the most stupid thing. There's, there's... The Eric Andre show. Ah, smashing yeah. through now. <laughs> let me in. Let me in. I can just imagine <laughs> that character trailer, yeah. <laughs> it's though, um, I, I don't know. It's It's one of those things that you should definitely expect to happen and it has happened and mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those things where people are going to go to crazy lengths completely disassembling it and then realizing that hang on maybe we should not have wasted our time on yeah, it's not going to last long your, your, your roster will probably get another five characters and there'll be really obvious stuff it'll be like daffy duck will be in there there'll be um yeah uh, yeah you'll probably get the joker because i can't believe the joker's not in there already uh you know it'll be really obvious ones but yeah like what you what you really want is really stupid characters. Like I'd, I I like I say Tim and Eric would be so ridiculous if they did something like that. Like maybe actually, I, I, my mind's running instantly to the adult swim stuff. They they chuck something robot chicken esque in there. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't put Rick and Morty in this. So I'm I'm surprised I think, they haven't. I think, um, Harry I, think Potter. I think he uh, was in it, isn't he? No, no, he's not in the not in the. I know he was in yet. the. Um, I know he was Neo, in the. Yeah, I know he was in the teaser leading mm. up to it. I believe. But yeah, I mean, just look at Space Jam, uh, the new legacy, and you see the entire list of characters that could be in this. You've got Flintstones, you've got um, anything by Hanna-Barbera, anything on Cartoon Network. You've got uh, The Matrix. There's so, so much from the Warner Brothers stable that they could add into this game. In fact, I'm really surprised. Really surprised they didn't put in anything from the Matrix. Surprised they haven't put anything from Joker. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's definitely going to be there's definitely going to be a lot more, and I think they're just hedging their bets on success and trying to do those big character moments that Smash Brothers was known for. Because I feel like the most entertainment I ever got from Smash Brothers was seeing new character trailers come out. Genuinely, yeah, yeah, yeah. About that, I, I'm I'm not a Smash player, but you can't not get excited about oh who's the next player going to be you know yeah i understand that also i'm really looking forward to game of thrones becoming the new fire emblem character right that's it's because everyone's a sword wielder in that everyone mm-hmm. um yeah i'm just looking forward to that being an absolute show if that ever comes to pass so here was the original leaked image um uh, which has obviously now come to be true um what ones are added in there uh so you've got rick and morty gandalf yeah 
Um, Thou shall not pass will be a big like smash move, of course. That's um, uh, Wonder Woman. Something I've got to say. Uh, something that this this game gets right that the Nickelodeon one didn't get right is one they're going to have the licensed music for uh, the stages, proper mm-hmm. like stage designs, and the voice actors. Up yeah, yeah, from the franchises that they've that have worked. So I'm saying there there is potential with this. Um, I'm sad that it's not a full priced game. Uh, yeah. So they're going for this free to play model, and each game's prob- each character's probably going to end up getting uh, um, uh, like you know taken down. But nah, um, and, and and the unfortunate thing is, a lot of these cool things that we're thinking of with the Matrix and stuff like that, it probably won't get added in there um, because you know this is probably mostly going to be picked up by kids so don't expect like yeah. i say robot chicken i've been saying that you I mean you got rick and morty in there I don't yeah know. that's definitely not a kids franchise but i mean it's recognizable to kids at least yeah you know um but then i suppose you've got game of thrones but no one knows who that is i suppose if you're a kid yeah weird it's a weird one um it's happening it's a thing that's happening and i'm not that um i, I mean i'm excited i want to be excited to see what happens but i'm I'm a hundred percent. It's not not for me. You know what? You know what? There's one thing that they've ever. I think everyone's forgotten. Harry Potter, Chev Matic. Well done. You've like mm-hmm. throwing that out there. Why is Harry Potter not in this? You know, like clearly different type of character compared to everything else that's been shown. Where's LeBron James? LeBron James. <laughs> yes, he is my favorite Warner Brothers character. Um... <laughs> there is a. Um, there's some leaked images and stuff that. Um came out before this uh, and it shows them on a um uh, in a rick and morty stage with the um show me what you've got people behind them oh brilliant so i mean th- th- you know there's cool potential at least it'd be, it'd be quite funny you know what's really the striking about all of this though is that everyone's getting their own character fighter and it f- almost feels like everyone's getting their own streaming service have you noticed that there's parallels with this so mm-hmm. like there's um a uh, a certain other game which we're going to get into in the add the rest section um let's just face it it's disney um now we've got a warner brothers fighter now we've got a nickelodeon fighter it's almost like we're going to have subscription services for character platform fighters now yeah. it's the new cable subscription you know it is. It is. let's move on to the and the rest section because i don't think there's much else to talk about but uh... no well, we'll keep an eye on it. It'll be quite funny to see what characters get added. Uh, and if this thing actually comes out and is actually not basic, it does look pretty basic. I hope it's not. I hope there's some actual, you know, the thing with Smash, even though I don't play it because I'm not good, it's actually a very technical fighter. Um, yeah. Let's hope that this somehow follows in that. But um, unfortunately, if you're not Smash, for the most part, you normally don't win. Uh, that PlayStation one that came out, the, the All-Star Royale, that was genuinely a very good game. But um, it was a Smash, you know? Yeah. There you go. So let's move on to the and the rest section, a new section for Slopes Cast, where we chat about some of the uh, uh, topics that are not majorly noteworthy, but, you know, hey. Yeah. Worth so bringing up. Here's a perfectly good example. So Pac-Man Museum. Uh, it's a really cool announcement because there's a lot of Pac-Man games getting into this museum of Pac-Man. But let's just face it. It's the same... <laughs> It's a Pac-Man museum game coming out for a new format. It's, it's yeah, I don't kind need to redo a... my collection, my my history for the for this. <laughs> it's 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 kind of a thing that happens every generation. So mm-hmm. as much as we love it, it's chances are you already own some sort of Pac-Man museum. And you know what? I just thought <laughs> let's uh, quickly show off this. 
This is probably the coolest book I own. Look at that for a book. I got sent this recently. Uh, I've got a video. I haven't released it yet for the second channel. But it's, um, you know, the Pac-Man Birth of an Icon uh, uh, book. Uh, but look at the binder bit that goes over it. It's actually Pac-Man. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, for people listening, you don't know what I'm holding up. It's an yeah, up. I mean, so cool. Uh, but but uh, yeah, this is a new Pac-Man collection of um, uh, games, uh, of In. which there are quite a few. Uh, let me quickly reel off what games are actually on this list. You've obviously got the original Pac-Man, Super Pac-Man, Pac-and-Pow, Pac-Land, Pac-Mania, Pac-Attack. So they're all of the... Uh, Pac-Attack, was that an arcade one? I'm trying to remember back. Um, no, Pac-Attack was the... It was the uh, uh, Tetris tile star one, but all the ones before that, they were classic original uh, Pac Man games. So it's good to have them back always. Uh, I mean, you, you've probably got access to them 700 times by this point, but hey, they're in here. Um, so you got Pack Attack, Pack in Time was the one that they made that was uh, similar to the Squeak sequel. Um, uh, I'm trying to figure out, forget what that one's called off the top of my head. Pac Man Arrangement is a fantastic addition for me that's probably the one of the reasons that's made me want to pick this up especially for the switch it'll be a great way to play that so you've got the arcade version but you've also got the cs version which i assume is the version that was on the psp and that is the version that would make me want to get this game love those really really sexy sexy games uh so pac-man championship edition which is fantastic because oh that makes it a bit more complete because i've actually got a namco collection that uh, is namco isn't it of course it is yeah i've got a namco collection uh for the switch already and that actually came with the uh uh pac-man championship edition 2 which wasn't as good as the original pac-man championship edition now i'm hoping that that championship edition is the dx version not the original but hey time will tell uh pack motos is a bit of a weird one i think that was one where you had to like uh hit the pac-men off the off the board kind of like a um do you remember Monkey Monkey Fight in Super Monkey Ball? It's a bit like that, but yeah. a bit more precise. Uh, Pack and Roll Remix um, is the kind of sequel on the Wii from the original 3DS one, where you'd actually roll Pac-Man around a 3D world. This was one that was on the Wii. It wasn't as good as the 3DS version, uh, but hey, there it is. Uh, Pac-Man Battle Royale. That is oh, Pac-Man Battle Royale. That's interesting. From it's what I not, remember, that's not the. Uh... Pac-Man 99 is it? It's the uh, it's no, a no. Thing. Well, what I'm interested in with that, I'm trying to find where it is. Uh, let's have a look. It's Pack and Roll Remix Battle Royale. Oh, it's the arcade game. Yeah. Okay. So there's there was also another Battle Royale game that was an Apple arcade, and I thought that was an exclusive. Are we get any arcade exclusive? The Apple one on here, but no, we're not. So this is as simple as it gets. It's essentially, uh, if you imagine the arcade machine, four joysticks around the board. Uh, you all have a different colored Pac-Man. You know, you've got a yellow, a blue one, a pink one, or whatever, and you just basically try and get as many dots as you can. Uh, but if you get a power pellet, you can eat the other Pac-Man. It's, it's, it's that. It's stupidly obvious, stupidly fun, in all honesty. And that's that. And then, obviously, right at the end, you've got Pac-Man 256, which is probably one of the greatest mobile games ever made. It's so good. Um, yeah, and it's on Steam as well, which is the best version. And this is obviously going to be the same version as the version on Steam. There you go. Someone has done a Pac-Man history video. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of packs and that's a lot of mans. Yeah, there's some other stuff you can do where you can like uh, make. You actually get to walk around an arcade similar to the 
Namco Museum collection for the PlayStation 1 where you get to see them and stuff like that. And this is obviously taking it to the next step where you get to uh, customize your arcade, kind of like The Sims, I suppose. It's very, very basic. But it's, it's, it's um, yeah, I, I can't deny I'm quite excited for this. I think it's pretty cool. And um, I, I just, I just wish they would, you know, pull that plaster and just release every Pac Man game. I mean, every pac-man game you'd never be able to get them all in there but yeah and and this is a perfect example again of what we were discussing earlier again this is supposed to be our quick fire round where we quickly throw through go through these but that's not happening um there's a lot of unreleased pac-man stuff chuck it on a collection like this it would be perfect yeah perfect perfect. Mm -hmm. oh well but there's your first there's your (laughs) first topic um, did you have anything else to say about that? I fucking took over on that one. No, 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 it's, it's it's all good. I mean, it's it's a mega pack, if you will. Of uh, you know, it's good. It's good, I mean, but it's expected. You'd expect a Pac-Man museum to be released if it's, it's almost. It'd be almost a bit more Pac-Man. shocking if it didn't happen. Yeah, but on the plus side, it's Pac-Man, which everyone loves in some form. Uh, and chances are you'll enjoy one of these 22 forms that's going to be on this Pac-Man collection if you really must have another set. Fury of the Furries was the game I was trying to remind myself of. Fury of the Furries. That just sounds like someone downvoting a Deviant Art page. To... <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, next up, talking about Fury, uh, Rockstar apologises for the GTA trilogy botched release. Mm-hmm. So this this is one of the topics we covered last week. Of course, it's been a been ab- absolute uh, well, some sort of show is what I'll uh, I'll do. It, just trying to keep it's this podcast not clean. expected from Rockstar. Definitely not. And uh, yeah, they so they've apologised and they've reinstated the uh, original versions, the GTA Vice City, TA Three, and San Andreas on Steam and PC. Uh, platforms because mm-hmm. as a result of the definitive edition being released they removed those and therefore people were getting a, a technically worse version than what was already available yeah um so they've reinstated those made sure that people have access to them whether or not they're intact but yeah it's a it's a good yeah. move it was a necessary move because this is i think this is one of the first moves in a long time where rockstar has garnered you know negative pl- publicity to the point where they're actually in fans and yeah. they've got to keep up that uh tw- 20 year streak of gta 5 being in number 1 so you know it's it's nuts people. it's nuts it's it's real shame because uh rockstar were always the the company you referred to when talking about ubisoft oh come on not another assassin's creed be more like rockstar rockstar that's the company you want to be like you know and um not right now uh and also you always say when you play um a bit of a broken game or a game that you feel like wasn't quite there you feel like there there is a good game hidden beneath here and never has that been truer than here because there were three good games hidden in these (laughs) terrible mashups yeah but um, uh, yeah, I mean, they they did a bad thing. They did a bad thing. And, it was uh, def- most def most definitely a bad thing. Naughty, naughty. Yeah. Snap, snap, snap to you, Rockstar. Naughty. Yeah. Now talking of uh, 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 companies bringing all of their IPs together, we've got <laughs> Disney. <laughs> so, um, and to be fair, Disney have got some pretty awesome IPs under their belt these days. Yeah, so initially when I read the name Disney Melee, Ma- Melee Mania, I was thinking, oh my god, that's literally three new Smash clones. But no, it's not. It's a MOBA. Uh, yeah. It's going to be in the same vein as League of Legends. And you know exactly why they're doing this. Chinese market. 100%. Mm. 
But uh, it's kind of cool because Disney have access to all of these franchises and, you know, there's some great, uh, great stuff that they could be doing with. Well, this. they're definitely going to be following their. Um, what was the name of their Toys to Life range? Disney, oh, Infinity. Disney Infinity. Yeah. Well, it started off and it was just Disney and Pixar, but then version two came out, and I think that was the one. One of them, they they eventually bring the Marvel ones, and then the third one was Star Wars, or either either way, which way that went round. But they, yeah, they kept bringing out these new versions, uh, new, 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 you know, two point and whatever, and they would add more into the mix right now it's all about just disney and pixar so you've got moana you've got wreck it ralph you've got uh elsa from frozen um who else have you got on here let's have a look uh, oh, you don't uh, have winnie the pooh which is strange isn't it <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> um what is it Doc, dr rice or mr freeze i think his name is frozen frozen that was it oh what an awesome film uh, it was a buzz lightyear there um uh you've got uh the fantasia version of mickey mouse with a ridiculous smile and uh maleficent as well and yeah it's just a, a top-down moba like game and hey for people that like it this is probably going to be a good thing um again it's gonna be something that i'm very much interested to keep an eye on uh because these aren't my, <laughs> these aren't my games yeah. but i love me some disney so. i i you know what's interesting is that disney have gone for a um a type of game which is considered like one of the hardest to get into and learn properly um but at the same time that's kind of cool because it makes it accessible to everyone else like pokemon mm -hmm. did uh so mm -hmm. i don't know it's kind of cool but it's not for no and um i don't like how is it chibi is that the right word they they yeah. made them look yeah I'm not the biggest fan of that. I understand that you need to keep them all like that, but they've all gone for that sort of chubby. Um, is it uh, what, what, what do they call it in Japan? I think it's like super deformed uh, character look, and that's yeah. not a, that's not me being nasty. That's generally how they 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 explain these things, um, and that makes me think like, hmm, what are the characters going to look like when they start moving into the world of Star Wars and 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 Marvel? Because it's going to happen. Mickey, I mean, it's like going to happen if this continues. Yeah. <laughs> Does. <laughs> so Mike just came out a beautiful one. Mr. Mickey Sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sparkle. Mr. Sparkle. I almost wore that t-shirt for this. Um, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I especially don't like the look of Mickey Mouse himself. He looks really odd. But uh, He looks hey. like he's going to eat a baby. Mm-hmm. That is definitely the baby eating. Oh, you've got the, uh, uh, the, the weird elephant, Bing pink bong. elephant thing. Bing bong. Wow, you're about doing me. Um, yeah, Bing Bong from Inside Out. Uh, oh, wow, you've got a lot more characters here. There's Timon, there's Mulan, there's... Yeah, that's the really ch the chubby Timon just throws everything. Yeah, off. that's a perfect example of what I don't want to see. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Why don't you just put Pumbaa in there and an actual chubby character? You know? Who's the dragon character? Uh, I can't see him all that well. Who is that? I have no idea. I'm I'm hoping that they bring in classic Disney characters like Chernabog um, from Fantasia into this. Um, how about some of those like very nude harpies? Oh, Judge Frollo from uh, from Hunchback of Notre Dame. You know he could he could destroy enemies with his insatiable lust. Um, mm. You know that that kind of thing. Um, I'm surprised Cruella Cru Cru Deville isn't. She turns up in it. You could have a uh, Johnny from Song of the South. Gaston. 
Oh, yeah. What was the one that we discovered the other day, Mike? So you could have uh, Uncle Remus from Song of the South teaming up with Br'er Rabbit going to town against the Siamese cats from um, Aristocats and uh, John Crow from from Dumbo. (laughs) There we go. I want to know who that weird dragon character is. I'm trying to see if he's actually in any of the screenshots. The event, Akuna Matata. Uh, it's going to be an addictive game for anyone that plays this sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not for me. I'm, like I say, the same with the Warner Brothers thing. Though, I'm very interested to see what characters they add, just because I find that sort of stuff quite interesting. Bambi's um, mum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play as her. I've heard bad things. Yeah, she's 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 gets uh, uh she's a bit weak. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. Just any Dis- just any Disney parent would just be a bad choice. Be <laughs> Elsa's parents. Don't go on the boat. Um, <laughs> ah, so in yeah. the Discord for people that are members of the Discord, which you should definitely, definitely be. Let me turn this into slow, slow yeah. speed. We did a live watch along of the first episode of Games Master for people outside of the UK. Games Master was a TV show back in the 90s that all of the kids watched because we didn't really have much else to watch, uh, in all honesty. But it was a cool show. It was a cool show. And uh, they brought it back. And um, it was one of those things, watching it back, uh, if we're going to do a little review here. Uh, I, I don't really know what I was expecting because... You put it, you, you you nailed it when we was watching it, Grizzly, when you said it's as if they never stopped. It's just like the next series yeah. in the episode. And and you're right, but I just felt a bit, I don't know, like it, it was, it was, it was fine. I don't know what I wanted that would have made it better because it so, was perfectly fine. Yeah. So to me, I, I feel like I got a bit more out of this than necessarily you would have done. So yeah. Just because I absolutely love Games Master, I was, you know, slap bang the guy um, that this was originally targeted to. Um, so I'm going to say it straight off the bat: Trevor McDonald, amazing choice to replace uh, yeah. Patrick Moore. It, it was um, a job I didn't think they would be able to pull off. I didn't think they'd be able to get anyone to replace him, but they did well. They did well. They kept the exact same style of script, the same formula, uh, the same kind of jokes that the Games Master would throw out there. Um, Rab Florence uh, from Consylvania um, originally, he is a brilliant replacement for Dominic Diamond. I mean, it feels like they went, right, okay, we need a Scottish host um, who's got a very thick accent and it's very, uh, you know, very dry, uh, witty humour and makes inappropriate humour that only the, the parents in the room will let necessarily understand. He was only five parents. Of I game. watched this with yeah. my son and I wouldn't let him watch the end because the last game was Mortal Kombat. The, the new Mortal Kombat, so I'm like, he's a bit young to watch that. <laughs> but, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. They did, yeah. They just sang entirely from the same hymn sheet. I mean, it's even got the same intro, like, remastered. Mm. But that's exactly the kind of thing I wanted. I wanted it to be just like it was back in the day. Even the cringeworthy elements where the you can tell it's, like, typical green screen. And when, oh, when, when they're, they're throwing, falling down. Yeah. When, yeah. They're, when they're throwing contestants into the abyss... It's one of the genuinely funniest moments I've seen on like primetime TV. You know, it's it's great fun, and I just I, I just love to see it. And as I say, Trevor McDonald, great choice. I, I love. Yeah, he did fine. Yeah, he did. He did perfectly fine. I thought it was. I, I I suppose looking back, it was just too safe for me. But this show isn't for someone that has a YouTube channel that's 
that lives this life. You know, I mean, not not the life of Games Master, but every day has to look into video games, everything else. I, and I watched this and I was like, oh, they're doing Mario. Oh, they're it, it felt a yeah. bit too safe. But again, I understand why. I understand yeah. why. And the, I, it's, the, yeah. it's the celebrity <laughs> stuff again as well. You know, like, I feel that that's what's ruining it a little bit is because it's all celebrities, it's all YouTubers, it's all people you've even know about or, you know, anybody's had anything to do with video games as a celebrity is on, is mm. going to be on this. Whereas I, I liked the element where it was um, Big Boy Barry's kid going up against one of the celebrities and he was yeah, giving yeah, it yeah. all that. And, you know, Big Boy Barry, before um, before Games Master, he was just some kid that went on Games Master. And I just love that aspect of it. I just wish yeah. you'd see a bit more of it. And also... Um, no surprise, but to see a certain Asobi Kwang in the crowd. Yeah, he was cool. It was cool. You could see it was done on uh, uh, different days as well because he kept popping up and disappearing from the spot he was sitting in. Um, it was quite crazy. Uh, a lot of people I know was uh, a part of the show as in like they were they were there when it was being filmed on different things like that. And then uh, it, it is quite crazy. <laughs> so many people were involved in that sense. But uh, hey, it is what it is. It's, uh... It was perfectly fine. The fact that it wasn't a disappointment is probably the most surprising thing because oh, really they're redoing Games Master. It's not going to be as good, but it was probably just as good, you know. Yeah. So uh, I've really got anything too negative to say. Uh, I felt like uh, one of the hosts was a little bit too forced. Um, in all honesty, uh, uh, I feel like the games played it a bit too safe. But again, I understand why they have to be like that. Yeah, it's it's modern tv and they're not going to get away with the same kind of stuff you used to get away with when all of this was experimental so this is the best you're gonna get and to be fair it's not that bad yeah no i agree i agree yeah and there we go guys we've reached the end of the podcast mm-hmm. mm. what did you guys think let us know let us know down below what did you like did you a little roll off of uh topics right at the end i thought that was pretty cool i quite yeah. like that. i thought that was pretty awesome do people oh. want to see more of that or do they feel like we could do something different do let us know whether you are dropping a comment in the youtube or you're reviewing our podcast on one of the many podcast services or even tell me over on instagram yeah because yes. guys i really do appreciate all of these people out there that are listening to the podcast and all of the different podcast services because we are now going out to all of them um it's rising the numbers are going up um, yeah, and that is awesome. We really, really appreciate that. So every single person that watches, um, all of you people out there that leave those reviews and uh, just give it, even even like depending on what podcast service you use, giving it the the five stars or whatever way you'd be able to promote it. That sort of stuff really, really does help us. Um, when I say it gets into the earlobes of all podcast listeners, it's true. It's a definite thing. So um, thanks, guys. Thanks, people on Discord. Thank you, people over on TikTok. Uh, yeah, yeah, the TikTok crew says <laughs> says Michael Town, which I believe is watching me in three different, four different places because on Discord as well. The Twitch crowd and the YouTube member crowd. We may even be rolling our way over to Twitter eventually. Ah, yeah, nice, nice. Thank you, people. But we'll end it there, shall we? Yes. We will, and we will also say goodbye. And to everyone else, goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us, then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on Discord at discord.gg forward slash Slopes Game Room. And until next time, guys, this is DJ Slope signing out, and hopefully I'll see you all next time.